Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Week two, chapter two of the Deep Fried Bets podcast, season two. Deuces wild here this Wednesday evening. Welcome back, Boomer and CG Nasty. Both are here with us this weekend. Uh, gentlemen, how you doing this week? Ah, uh, well, uh, I'm doing a hell of a lot better than uh, I was doing on Sunday night after the Notre Dame-Texas game. Hey, that was a wild-ass game. We actually got to all watch that together. I had the right side. Y'all had the wrong side. Yeah, I had the wrong side in the beginning. Then I doubled down at halftime and had the wrong side again. Yeah, me, nice. and, Boomer a, me and Boomer had a good little uh, under going at what we get at 72 and a half. And then had Texas just missed the extra point and the game ended there, we would have been fine. But, of course, the blocked extra point, uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Other than that, it's still a great game. Hook 'em horns. Um, so we'll get to this weekend. Obviously, Boomer uh, harped on the fact not a great weekend. Seven, nine, and one to start it off. Carter, yeah, well, uh, you know how they have that little caption at the bottom of the uh, liquor commercials that come on on ESPN late night that says "drink in moderation." Yes, I uh, should have definitely had that caption come up with my picks and had gamble in moderation with those bad boys. Okay. That's uh I guess that's fair. But but we're back on this week. Uh decided not to go with Tito's is a bit aggressive and uh brought me some terrible luck last week. So I've got a uh, nice earthy Pinot Noir. Oh. oh yeah. Keeping it keeping it keeping it between the lines this weekend with some good lines. Kai, what's going on over there on your end? Yeah, dude, just getting wild, uh, having a good time. So, what's a like microphone situation? You can't. You sound like you're hanging out in a spaceship right now. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I'm kind of hanging out in the spaceship. Can't do anything about it. It got a little better the second time around. All right, so Collier, uh, he's just stuck in the closet right now. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, come out of the closet, Collier. Come on, come I'm on, not, dog. I'm not ready for that. We're here for you. Uh, eight and nine for Collier. Nice. Doubled up on that pick of the week. Yeah, uh, it's a good thing you did. Hit that twice. Uh, Florida State minus four and a half was his lock of the week and one of the games we picked. Um, now, did those come from the Gullhorn Sportsbook or? Uh, that was a real life line, three or four and a half of us at the yeah. time. Gullhorn Sportsbook, uh, I advertise, you know, uh, it's a great sportsbook to play with. Uh, I win lots of money, you lose lots of money. Line <laughs> that me. All right, I like it. Uh, Twitter, our uh, Twitter contestants at deepfriedbets.com, 7-2-1, and one. Uh, picking this weekend, uh, I like it, good job there, keep that up, but I mean, I guess technically it might be a little better mathematically, but 12-4-1 for your boy over here, uh, very solid weekend, opening weekend, felt great about it. I uh, feel pretty good about this weekend, too. Uh, so, hopefully, we can continue that. Boomer and Collier, hopefully, I can get back in the green this weekend. But let's just go ahead and like kind of lay it out. Rub one out to yourself right there that uh, that last weekend. Congratulations. What now? Go ahead and rub one out for yourself right there. Uh, I've already rubbed several out 
12 of them, actually. Um, <laughs> but, so we'll just go ahead and lay it out this week. Obviously, the NFL starts back tomorrow, Super Bowl rematch. So, for that, a little later on in the Deep Fried Bets podcast, we've got a very special guest, Vinny Iyer. Uh, he's a NFL writer for SportingNews.com. You can check him out on Twitter. He'll be on with us later in the show. Um, we actually did the segment last night. Very insightful guy. Uh, you're going to want to stick around and listen to some of the uh, NFL tips he's got for not only this weekend but for the whole season. Uh, very interesting. I was blown away by the sharpness. So uh, you'll get to stick around and listen to that. But that's week one in the NFL. That's gonna, Vinny's going to help us kick off our coverage. Uh, we got college football week two. Terrible, terrible fucking games this week. Watch your mouth, man. Hey, now. Hey, you can get back in that closet now. <laughs> you have to watch it over there with the, uh, the, the iPad. But, yeah, uh, terrible games. And uh, we're just going to have to get through it. There's money to be made, though. You just got to navigate it the right way. No, I think this is a hell of a great weekend to make some money. Week two is usually my favorite because people overreact like crazy after the first week. So you can really, I mean, I don't know. I think you can make good money. Week two of the NFL, same thing. So we're going to hit on some college games. Then we're going to get to the, the conversation with Vinny. And then we'll kind of go back and forth about our uh, – Super Bowl champions in some of the games this weekend. And then, as usual, we'll get to the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week and then our vault. So, let's just go ahead and get into it. The college games, as I said, it's slim pickings this week. We're only going to give you four regularly scheduled games. First up, Penn State plus six at Pittsburgh. Old rivalry being renewed. Neither team looked very good this year uh, or last week. I'm sorry. Boomer, who do you like in this matchup? Oh, speak for yourself. I mean, Pittsburgh Panthers got that young guy, James Conner, man, overcame a lot. He shows a lot of heart. He actually has got his life in perspective. That Hodgkin's lymphoma is is a serious, serious ordeal. And the fact that he came back as strong as he did last week just proves that he's ready to keep on rolling through uh, rolling through the season. Give me uh, give me Pitt. Call six. I can't even believe what just happened right there. Do you even know what that is? Kyle, what's going on, dog? Uh, God doesn't want him to give out his shitty picks on this one. Apparently not. All right, well, uh, about this game, I have a feeling it might be, you know, one of those 6-6 kind of games going to overtime. Somebody's going to kick a field goal. So, in light of that, I'm going Penn State plus six. Not a lot of respect shown for the Penn State Nittany Lions this year, but I'm showing a little tonight. And I'm taking the six. I got you. Boomer, you still with us? Of course. Okay, just making sure it popped up on the screen. Um, so Collier's like a Penn State. Boomer's taking Pitt. Uh, I love Pittsburgh in this spot. This is one of my favorite games this weekend. Um, six was a little surprising to me. Thought it would be a little higher. And then I hopped on and saw the public on Penn State at about 80% right now. Which that will change because not a lot of people are getting their bets in on Wednesday, but still that one blew me away a little bit. Yeah. Love Pitt right here, minus six at home. James Conner, phenomenal story. One of my favorite things the weekend last year or last week. The entire uh, front row of the fifty yard line, best seats of the house. Pittsburgh bought those seats out to give those tickets to his medical doctors to help him overcome Hodgkin's lymphoma. Phenomenal story. I think they keep hold, it. Hold up. Hold up. Let's not act like Pittsburgh's having sellouts here. No, they they're not. Tickets by themselves. No, I mean, there's no doubt about that, but still, it's a great story. 
uh, really heartwarming. You know, just tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. So I like uh, Pitt minus six there. Next up, uh, South Carolina at Mississippi State. Like I said, not a great weekend of games. Um, we'll, we'll stick to the South a little bit because I think that's where most of our most of our listeners are. Mississippi State lost at home to South Alabama. Yet they're still six and a half point favorites against a South Carolina team that went on the road and beat Vandy. And I know neither team looked very good, and South Carolina's not supposed to be very good, but I'm going to buy half a point in this one, and I'm going to take South Carolina plus seven on the road at Mississippi State. Again, I'm going to give up a little bit to get that half a point and give it within a touchdown. So at worst, I think I push here. So give me South Carolina plus seven. Call your what are you like in here. Well, luckily, uh, Delaware Bullock already has that plus seven, so <laughs> with you. Can't believe this is that high of a number. I don't think these teams are that far from each other. Field goal game again, and Carolina's going to pull it out somehow. Remember, what do you like? No, I agree. I mean, I like the uh, South Carolina money line in this game. I mean, I know that South Alabama has a bunch of uh, NFL-ready talent all over the field on both sides of the football. Oh, but, all over. But, I mean, South Carolina got their confidence up beating a, a pretty shitty Vanderbilt team, but I think they're a little bit better than South Alabama. Mississippi State is absolutely dog shit without Dak Prescott in the backfield, so I, I think they cover this easy. Yep. All right, Collier, we'll switch up. Go to the next game. Another SEC team on the road. Arkansas plus seven and a half at TCU. TCU struggled with South Dakota State, I believe. Can't remember who it is. The Jackrabbits. But Arkansas also struggled at home against La Tech, I believe. 21-20. Yeah. Um, So neither team looked great. Collier, we'll go to you here. Who do you like in this matchup? Keeping a trend, taking the dog, going with Arkansas. TCU's defense has looked terrible. I think uh, they are DC, our TCU's defense was terrible last year. But that's what they get for going with this new offensive play calling system they're going. you got to give up to give a little. So I'm taking Arkansas plus 7.5. It's going to be a close one. I think TCU still gets the W, though. All right, Boomer, who you like here? Oh, I'm going with the gambler, uh, Brad Bielema. That crazy bastard always somehow finds a way to keep these games close, if not win them. I don't like that it's in Fort Worth, but, I mean, Arkansas has got enough talent on, uh, on the offensive line and running the ball. I think they can keep it close late. Yeah, I think that um, Arkansas will keep this close as well. They might win this one outright. This is just one of those that their physicality is going to be something TCU won't see a lot of this year. So I like Arkansas as well. Underdogs. Little overlooked story. They get revenge against old Kenny Thrill Hill. That's right. Thrill Hill Thrill. Um, had a big game against them while he was at A&M. That was a shootout in Jerry World a couple years ago, if I believe correctly. Um, so I like, I like Arkansas in this one as well. Next up, the battle at Bristol. Going to be 150,000 people pissed off to be there because there's not going to be a good seat in the house. Virginia Tech plus 11.5 against the Tennessee Volunteers again in Bristol Motor Speedway. Collier, we'll start it off with you here. Who you like? Uh, it's tight a little in my heart since uh, my sister lives in Virginia and she's a Techie fan now. But uh, I really was concerned 
that they did not go ahead and have a real NASCAR race while the game was going on. That would be a lot cooler. That would have been cooler. Plus, you know, there would have been some boobs out, you know, Budweiser slinging around. That's probably still a distinct possibility. We are talking about Tennessee fans after all. Yeah, did you just describe Mad Max 2? Yes. Absolutely. Looking forward to that one coming out. You know, next time they have this, they probably need to think about doing that. Maybe more fans will be there. I'm not really sure. But I'm taking Virginia Tech plus 11.5. I like what they've got on defense. Nothing changed on that side of the ball. They hired an offensive coach. He's going to pull together a couple plays, keep it close. And get, are we joking here? Tennessee is not the powerhouse that I thought they were going to be. So give me the 11 and a half. I'm fading you on this one. Um, I think this is a classic overreaction. Virginia Tech looked all right last week, not great. Tennessee, as we know, did not look very good at all. They played at home against a very underrated Appalachian State team. I think that there was a lot of look ahead, too. I know opening game of the season, you shouldn't be looking ahead, but if you see Appalachian State and your next opponent's Virginia Tech, you kind of start game planning for them a little bit. So I like Tennessee to uh, to get the ball rolling this weekend and win by at least two touchdowns. Boomer, what do you like here? Fuente Ace Fuego. So some of the uh, Hispanic audience out there. Okay. However, uh, I believe Tennessee got a real kick in the dick last week. And a real wake-up call, Bush Jones likes to yell at those guys, and there's a lot of yelling. Also, as everybody knows, Tennessee likes to get really physical uh, on and off the field. So I think uh, think they got their minds right. They're going to definitely cover this by two touchdowns. Okay. So two on Tennessee and one on Virginia Tech. So that's all of our scheduled college football games for the weekend. As I said, we'll get back to some more of them in the vault like we usually do. But we have the Super Bowl. Well, I'm sorry, the Super Bowl. We have the NFL starting back up this weekend. I got the Super Bowl in my mind. Uh, We're going to make some Super Bowl picks right here. But first off, like I promised at the beginning, a very special guest, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Take this segment last night. You're going to want to check this out. Great job, blown away. He's really going to get you hyped up for not only this weekend, but for the whole entire co- or NFL football season. So let's get to that with Vinny. Again, thanks for Vinny uh, for joining us, and hope you enjoy this nice little segment here, folks. Uh, Vinny Iyer to the uh, Deep Fried Vets podcast. Vinny, thank you for being on with us. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, and once again, this is Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Uh, you can follow him at Vinny Iyer on uh, Twitter. It's V-I-N-N-I-E-I-Y-E-R. He is from Sporting News once again, host of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, NFL writer for Sporting News. So we're going to have Vinny here to uh, help us kick off some of our NFL coverage this season. So once again, Vinny, thank you a lot for being on with us this week. Um, We'll just go ahead and get right into it. uh, First off, what do you think about the Bradford news, Uh, the Bradford to the Vikings news? Does that derail their Super Bowl chances? Well, I think it's uh, a very uh, desperate team trying to make the move. Uh, I think they would have made the deal if they weren't worried about Teddy Bridgewater beyond 2016. If there's some real concern, you have a pretty expensive quarterback and a pretty expensive price with the first-round pick. So they see this team with the potential now, David Peterson and young Nicholas and the defense that they have. They can do some big things in the NFC. They were not too far there with the right up there with Seattle, Green Bay, Carolina. So 
They're trying to take advantage of that. I just don't know if the price was worth Bradford. I don't know how much better they really are with him in there. Yeah, that was uh, surprising. I got that alert on my phone the other night and blew me away that they gave up a one and a four for Sam Bradford. He just he has to be a, a guy who's been traded for more first-round picks than anybody in NFL history at this point. <laughs> All right, so did you think they had any chance before Bridgewater went down to win the Super Bowl? I think they were in the mix. I think they were part of the NFC group. I think they were just out of it a little bit. They had to, even with Bridgewater in there, they had to improve a little bit of the passing game. You're looking at Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Carson Palmer being the quarterbacks of the teams ahead of you. Now they're two steps behind those groups. and Those, those teams are also pretty good all around. So they had to become more of a well-rounded team. They could lose another uh, single-digit time game in the playoffs again. And they were headed that way because there were a lot of upside with Bridgewater. So it's like kind of they're starting from scratch now. It's very difficult. And knowing that Bradford is unlikely to be ready to play right away in week one. Right, yeah. I saw today he wasn't even first on the depth chart yet, which uh, I did. I saw the Vikings coming in as kind of a value team. Uh, to maybe make a playoff run, make that Super Bowl run. Who are some of the teams you're kind of looking at as uh, maybe undervalued teams to start, to start the season off? Do you think Vegas might not have them pegged right where they should be? Well, I think you have to start in the NFC East, and then you open up to I think the Cowboys and Giants. I think some people see the Redskins win that vision again easily, but I think the Cowboys and Giants have upside. I think the Cowboys more offensively. The Giants have improved defensively. They don't run the ball as well. There's other teams in the division, but I think they're in the mix. I mean, NFC can maybe crash that party with the four teams I've mentioned now. They're established in the AFC. There's a little bit more wiggle room, but I think you look at a team like the Raiders, really have to get off to get started here against the Orleans. It's a cycle game for a breakthrough. They have to win. They're the better team all around. And you look at offensively, defensively, they don't have too many holes left on that team to really make a push in the end of the playoff drought after 14 years. Yeah, I thought that uh, they did a lot this offseason as well. So those are kind of some of the more undervalued. Who are some that you think open the season that uh, are getting a little bit too much love? Well, I think the jury's still out of Houston to me. I mean, I know they have a pretty established defense. I'm not sure how Brock Osweiler is going to turn things. I don't know where he puts them in the quarterback set in terms of the AFC South with Andrew Luck back, Marcus Marion trending up with Blake Bortles in that direction. I think they're trying as much as they can to run and play defense and really take a lot of pressure off Oswald. But I'm not sure Houston can go too far. I think Cincinnati is a team that lost quite a bit offensively early. And, and without Tyler Eifert and then throw in and Muhammad Snoop, Arthur Jones, they're trying to replace some production there. Defensively, I think they're still pretty solid. They, I don't know if this is a breakthrough year as many people have had before. So I think those are two teams in the AFC. And, and Denver, as much as the defense can uh, carry them for a while, I think there's just a concern beyond that the quarterback when it gets down to Tom Brady Patriots and Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers, uh, how far they can go in the playoffs. If they don't change their quarterback situation, and make it a lot better than it was last year. but kind of treads water, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, I thought they lost a lot off the of defense that they're expecting to carry them for another Super Bowl run. But who knows? Maybe Simeon will show us something we hadn't seen so far. Um, so speaking of the 
the Broncos. Who's a team that you're looking at that not a lot of people are talking about to make a playoff run this year that you think you could see going deep into the playoffs? Yeah, this one's tough. It's really tough to crash this party right now. You have pretty four established teams as much as the NFL is still pre-trady. I think you have four established teams in both conference that are tough to knock out of there. I think Denver's still in the mix there. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, and the other conference there, Arizona, Seattle, Green Bay, and Carolina. So it's going to be hard to have anyone outside of that group break it. I think uh, right now, you'd have to say Green Bay is kind of to make a deep playoff for Green Bay is uh, kind of a sleeper there because they haven't done it in a while. They've been around it and didn't quite finish a couple of years ago in Seattle with that meltdown in the championship game. So that's a team that you have to keep an eye on always. And I think Pittsburgh on the other side is a team that is kind of overdue to make that type of run. Yeah, I like Pittsburgh a lot going in. And Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers back there is always going to be a threat in my opinion. So you got – Gave us some some sleepers in Green Bay and Pittsburgh. So I mean, you picking either one of those to win the Super Bowl? Well, I like Pittsburgh just because uh, it's unfortunate they lost Bud Dupree for a while. But I look at their defense. Yeah, it's not going to be the greatest yards defense, but it's very complimentary to what they do on the other side in terms of get sacks, get turnovers. They they expect to score thirty points a game. I think that will definitely come true when Le'Veon Bell's in there. They still might do it without him early. So uh, I think it's a team that's held and you think they're going to kind of broke in their favor, but um, I think they finally happened this year. Does the uh, the Bryant suspension hurt them all that much? Well, it's funny because we thought Sammy Coates early because he's being impressive would replace him. Now they find out that Eli Rogers is pretty good too as their slot receiver. So you got now some sudden depth there with the. Uh, Marcus Wheaton and Coates and Rodgers in there. So um, they, I think they actually look better with more diverse weapons. And I like the young tight end there as well, Jesse James. So they've got, I think, as much or more firepower than they've had in recent years. All right. So Pittsburgh's definitely a team to keep out for. They'll get kicking off on Monday night. But uh, the first night or first matchup of the year is the Panthers uh, and the Broncos traveling out to Denver for a rematch of Last year's Super Bowl, I uh, looked at this number earlier. The Panthers are actually the three-point favorite uh, to avenge their Super Bowl loss. What do you like in that game? I think it's extremely hard to go and win on the road on a Thursday night when you're facing the Super Bowl champs, a team that's still in your head a little bit from winning Super Bowl 50 with a lot more wine. They're going to be hanging out the rings. Peyton Manning's going to come back and fire up everything, and uh, I think they have a lot of confidence in ways to me to play. Uh, I think they still have a lot of confidence in their defense and how they kind of shut down what that Cam Newton could do. So the pressure is really on the Panthers in this one, not on the Broncos. I think um, the Panthers uh, need to kind of shake that off and get that taste out of their mouth as quickly as possible. While the Broncos, they win this game and Simeon plays well. I mean, it really is a huge springboard for them feel like, uh, yeah, they can repeat with a different quarterback. Yep, I was thinking, I was a little surprised when I saw that, but I guess the uh, the public's always going to love the, the offensive numbers a little more than the defense, so it will be interesting to see where that one gets to before kickoff. What other uh, games are you kind of looking at this week and you might see some value in or uh, just something that kind of jumped out to you when you first saw it? Well, I think uh, if you really look at the, bottom, the back half of the schedule there, um, 
the 425 games. I think the Giants and Cowboys are going to have an early jump on which of those teams is going to be today. How Dak Prescott and Zika are going to do there to see Dallas and Giants here with defense. I'm looking forward to see how those teams kind of change their fortunes. And then you look at Detroit and Indianapolis, two teams that I don't know quite what to make of, except they got two quarterbacks that are going to throw the ball a lot. So that, that should be a high scoring game. And then you look at the night game with the Cardinals and Baker, Tubbs, Jimmy Garoppolo, that I do. Is he going to be a total disaster and a very tough matchup on the road? Or is he going to surprise people and help them win that game and then maybe rethink everything we have about the Patriots? So uh, I think those three are the most intriguing games there. And then uh, I think with the Steelers and Redskins, two teams that I, I can't totally rule out of uh, doing big things this year. I'd like to see it obviously with the Super Bowl, but the Redskins should could show me something big there if they can win that game and, and become more than just a team that can win a week to visit. Did you think uh, six was too much to give Garoppolo and the unknown there in uh, Arizona Sunday night? It's a, it's a very hard place for a lot of even established quarterbacks to play and just the atmosphere, the energy that you're going to have, that defense is going to be improved out there. Chandler Jones wanting to get revved up against his old team. So yeah. I think there's a lot of just excitement and emotion in the favor of the Cardinals in this game as well as facing an unknown quarterback. Yeah, with all that had happened this season, our offseason, I'd forgotten Chandler Jones now out in Arizona. That'll be uh, definitely another interesting storyline Sunday night. So, if you had to take an opening or take a look at the opening weekend, what's your favorite your favorite team, your favorite value pick of the weekend? Yeah, I, I think uh, this one is tough, but I've looked and maybe I would look at Tennessee a little bit. I mean, they're underdogs in this game, but really Tennessee is not that bad of a team as everyone's looking at. There's a lot of optimism going in with their New York running game with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. Tajay Sharp is turning some heads there as well. They play pretty good defense there, so it's going to be a tough spot for the Vikings with Sean Hill likely starting. This is a very tricky matchup on the road for them, and uh, that's where in a game like this we're not having Bridgewater hurts. All right. Well, Vinny, thank you so much again for joining us. Again, that's uh, Vinny Iyer from Sporting News. You can go to sportingnews.com, check out uh, some of his great work there, and then also at Vinny Iyer on Twitter. Be sure to check out the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, Vinny, thank you so much again for your time. Um, We'd love to have you back sometime later in the season, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks a lot. All right. So we're back. Thanks once again to Vinny for joining us. Uh, Again, that was taped last night if all, any of the audios sent you know sound a little bit different anything like that uh Vinny was able to join us last night so I hopped on with him just kind of get his take because he's the star of that and that's that's not us that's that's real great information from Vinny Iyer thanks again so uh, as we heard Vinny took the Steelers to win the Super Bowl which wow. that's who I took last year and I was kind of wanting to lean that way again this year, but I don't want to look like a pig thief or anything like that. So, I mean, I was kind of going back and forth. I, the Steelers are good. I think that's a good safe play at, or a good, you know, nice play at plus 1,000. But I'm going to go uh, at a pissed-off Tom Brady, the New England Patriots, plus 675. That defense just continues to get better and better and better. And – I just can't imagine how pissed off Tom Brady's going to be at the world 
week five when he comes back against, I believe it's Cleveland, look out for that. But you start that playoff run, and he's just going to remember those four games he had to sit out. That's going to do nothing but keep him four games fresher. Uh, I like the Patriots at plus 675 to win the Super Bowl this year, 51. Uh, Collier, who you like if you're your Super Bowl champion? Dude, kind of a homer pick there, am I right? Not really. I mean, I don't really have an NFL team. Uh, I don't know about that, dude. Root for my fantasy team. Come on now. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, not a biased pick here. Not uh, at all, no. Really, I don't know much about them. I just know that Aaron Rodgers on that team. Got Eddie Lacy. Defense is going to be the best it's been in 10 years. They're slinging at Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb's back in the slot. Offensive line is healthy. And we're looking at a good, good Green Bay Packers team. The uh, division got a little weaker when Teddy Bridgewater went down, almost lost his leg. Lions are down. Bears are down. I see the Packers preying on that division, getting home field advantage through the playoffs, and taking it home, baby. Eddie Lacy, fat or not? No fat. No fat Eddie Lacy, boom. <laughs> P90X is working for everyone. Boomer, who you like as your Super Bowl champion? Oh, well, remind me, uh, last year, I believe I had the Steelers going at least to the AFC Championship game. They didn't have Le'Veon Bell starting out the season. Now, I'm not going to make that same mistake this year. Because re- remind me again if Le'Veon Bell is playing the first four games of this season. No, he'll be uh, sitting out the first four. Mm-hmm. Well, son of a bitch, I guess i got to go with the Steelers in, in that case. Oh, back <laughs> the to the block. Steelers plus a thousand, so. But I want to throw a little extra tidbit out there. I have the Steelers playing the Giants, so if anybody wants to actually get a little uh, tingly feeling in their coin purse, they can hammer the Giants at plus 2,000. To win the NFC, the New York Giants. So you really buying those improved uh, defensive guys they brought in this year? Uh, I think they're going to be absolutely fantastic. they got a full, healthy crew. I mean, McAfee, he's, he's great. He, I mean, he's going to have that offense. Just McAdoo. Right. Uh, Mac of what? McAdoo. Yeah, that really matter. Mac fuck you. Yeah. Oh, all right. Dr. Seuss over here. So <laughs> we got two on the Steelers, one on the Patriots and me, and one on the Packers and Collier. Uh, those are our Super Bowl champions. Be fun to monitor those throughout the year. If it's anything like our new weekly segment it's going to be interesting because we got something new to bring you folks this year last week if you tuned in for the podcast you were treated to just something really special uh matthew boomer shines four playoff teams ucla lost michigan michigan looked pretty good we'll give them that tennessee probably should have lost appalachian state and oklahoma lost so, the new segment, welcome to Boomer's Weekly Playoff Picks. Who are you going with this week, Boomer, is your four teams in the playoff? Boom, coming in hot right now. I got absolute surefire locks. All four of these teams will 110% be in the playoff. So, of course, I've got to not go with a Pac-12 team because like tip 12 absolutely blows. They proved that. Jumping straight over to the ACC, Florida State, boom, going to end up at probably number two when the season's over. Sticking with Tennessee, they look like damn world beaters against App State. 
absolutely dominated both sides of the ball and the line. They then, did. Hopping back up, Ohio State now takes the title with uh, with the Pac-10. And then I'm going to get a little crazy right here and get a little, a little nuts. Just like my man Jim Harbaugh hopping in there at number four with Michigan. Oh, wow. So you're throwing two Big Ten teams in now. I figured I had to. They got just such a powerhouse conference. I mean, every game is pretty much a, you know, knock them in the dick, knock them in the dirt. And apparently you really did front upon the SEC's opening weekend. No SEC teams have been this weekly playoff teams this week. We'll revisit that next week to see how many of those guys lose this week. So next up, uh, like I said, we had the, the NFL – scheduled games so we'll roll through those real quick first up thursday night super bowl rematch the carolina panthers and 80 percent of the public are getting are the, the three-point favorites on the road like i said 80 percent of the public are taking the carolina panthers and if there's one thing the public doesn't know how to do it's bet on the nfl give me the denver broncos at home like uh vinnie who hit us uh with some good nuggets in that i mean it's it's gonna be tough all the pressure's on the Panthers. The uh, the Broncos are playing with house money here, so I like the uh, Broncos plus three. Collier, what do you like here? Yeah, I was going to get with the Panthers, but when I heard about the public, I'm going to get the Broncos plus three. Defense is still the same as last year, and let's not joke around. QB is the same, too, so let's go Broncos. All right, Boomer? I agree with everything that Collier just said. It's pretty much... The same team, except for a uh, limping, hobbled Peyton Manning just stumbling up and down the field, barely able to walk. And first game of the season, playing in that mile-high air. Players aren't conditioned yet. The Broncos players will be running all over them. Also, the public is all over the Panthers. I mean, pretty much all signs point to an upset in this one. See, they started out at... Panthers minus one and a half, and it's been straight public play to get it to three, probably go to three and a half. Yeah, uh, so Broncos, Broncos, Broncos here. Next up, Bengals, Cincinnati, minus three at the New York Jets. Uh, Jets, 10-6 and six last year, just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, getting three at home. Fire, <clears throat> what's your take on this game? Well, I know one thing. I sure as hell wouldn't want to have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick as my quarterback on my fantasy football team. Blows hasn't even seen the field yet. He's going to be out there just throwing ducks in the damn pond. What a guy, man. Harvard grad. All over the play. Yeah, he's smart as hell. I'm sure he's going to remember the playbook. That's for damn sure. But the athleticism sure as hell ain't going to be there. I love the Bengals. Just a bunch of damn like a prison break on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be hitting somebody in the jaw. They're pissed how last year ended against the Steelers. The Red Rocket, I mean, maybe throw a, might throw a touchdown, might not. Who really gives a shit? They're still going to cover that three. Collier, who uh, I originally went to here, what do you like in this game? Yeah, well, uh, you can go buy anything you want to now these days. And so I'm riding with the Bengals, too. <laughs> I had a couple big bits this uh, past summer. And, you know, he was drinking a lot of beers. He had quite the beer belly. And I asked him, and he said he didn't give a shit. So, I look for them to uh, go down this first weekend. Maybe he's going to get in form around week eight. We'll see what happens oh, there. Oh, unfortunate. So, uh, 
he got his payday. He doesn't care anymore. I'm rolling with the Jets here. Public's on the Bengals at a close to 70% clip. This is one of those classic home underdogs. Week one, usually tend to perform well. The defense will be there. Bengals are missing a lot of key guys on defense because of their chicanery at the end of the playoff game last year. So I like the Jets as home underdogs in week one. Next up, Giants. Um, when I originally did this this morning, it was minus one. It's hovered between minus one and a pick. We'll just give it a pick because that's basically what minus one is anyways. Giants at the Cowboys. Um uh, Again, crazy, crazy love on the road team Giants here. Seems to be a recurring trend in these games I've got down. So I'm going to take the Cowboys at home uh, to game manage the hell out of this. Dak Prescott, they're going to run the ball 35, 40 times this weekend. And I think they're going to grind out a week one victory in Tony Romo's absence. So give me the Cowboys. Boomer, who do you like? Sounds like you didn't do – too much research this week, and you're just kind of running the opposite way the public is all these games. However, the public does win sometimes, or people wouldn't fucking gamble. That's true, but at the same time, um, not a lot, especially week one. Well, give me the give me the Giants. I mean, if if the Cowboys are planning on trotting out Dak Prescott in his first NFL game, I mean, I good luck to him. Ezekiel Elliott maybe. High, may not be, may have his mind right. I don't know. But I can tell you one thing, the Giants are going to win this damn football game. My thing with the Giants, I think they might win the division, but it's going to take some time for that defense to gel, so I'm going to fade them early in the season. If, if this wasn't a divisional game, then I might agree with you, but they know they have to win this one first because they're already behind in the division. To get right. Fair enough. Collier, who you like? No, I'm taking Giants all the way. I think Eli knows this has got to be a year for him because the past couple of years have not been the best. He's got a great offense, and he's got to take advantage. So I'm taking Giants in a division game against a backup quarterback slash rookie. All right. Next up, Sunday night, the Tom Brady-less Patriots travel to Arizona and their spaceship of a stadium to play the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, The Patriots are six-point dogs right now on the road with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Uh, Collier, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I mean, the public's probably on the Cardinals, but guess what? I'm riding them, too. they got to take advantage of Tom Brady not playing. I don't really, I wasn't really impressed by Jimmy. And uh, I know Belichick will come out with a great game plan, but I think the Cardinals are a great team, too, so I'm taking the cards. Minus six. Boomer? Well, if I buy a candy bar, can I use a dapper? <laughs> oh, okay. For our Boston listeners. I'm betting strictly on Bill Belichick, 100%. He he may not even care if he wins the game, but I think he wants to prove something for old Tommy. So give me the Pats plus six. Yeah, I like the Pats here too. Um, Plus six with the Patriots, that's, that's a lot. And it may get to seven before the game. I'm going to monitor that. And if it gets anywhere to that six and a half, I'm going to buy half a point and get to that seven. Like the Patriots, I think Garoppolo can do enough to keep that. I don't think they'll win, but I think maybe a 27-24, you know, 24-20 type game. I think they'll keep it within the number. Like you said, Belichick's going to do whatever he can, you know, to get one on the road here to keep it close, to show the world that, hey, this Garoppolo guy's not that – not that bad, so I like the Patriots. Plus six. Finally, 
The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Washington to face the Redskins. Um, the Steelers are three-point favorites. Collier, what do you feel about this Monday night matchup here? So the Redskins are three-point favorites? No, the Steelers are. <laughs> Give me the home team, plus three. Washington's better than they look. Steelers, pretty badass team, but they're not that badass, they might say. Give me the Redskins. And I do like that. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Collier. Collier likes that. Boomer, who do you like here? Well, it's probably a good idea to cut him off. He's about the dumbest damn pick that he's thrown out there tonight. Give me the high-flying Steelers offense with Big Ben as healthy as he's going to be all season. They're definitely going to cover that three. At the worst, it's going to be a push. Disagree. I like the Redskins here as well. Um, Steelers. I think they make a deep Super Bowl run. They may make the AFC Championship. They may win the whole damn thing, but it's going to take them a little while to get clicking. They're going to miss Martavis Bryan out there. Le'Veon Bell is out this week. Um, You're right. I think it's the first year that Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger have been playing together, so I agree with that. So it take a little bit to start competing. Well, up. you know, they're, uh, we'll have to see Josh Norman. He's going to be on Antonio Brown. I don't think he's that good, but we'll see. I still think that Washington can keep it within the number at home. My source on the field told me that uh, Josh Norman was getting beat by the uh, four stringers trying to make the practice squad a couple of weeks ago. Okay, source on the field. My eyes, who that is? Uh, no, you may not. Okay, confidential. Fair enough. All right. At least it's not Julio, so he should be okay. So two on the Redskins, one on the Steelers. That's uh, that's our scheduled NFL games. Next up, everybody's favorite time of the week. Bring in our friends. Get your two cold beers ready to smash together. We're going to chug them all at once. Let's welcome our friend, Mr. Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Folks, with our Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week, Collier. You were a Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week winner last night on Monday night. How was hanging out with Stone Cold down in Tampa as you yep. watched the Florida State Seminoles get that win? Every time me and Stone Cold get together, it's just a blast. You know, I get him motivated. He gets me motivated. We go out there, crush beers, you know, flexing at the ladies. They can't touch this. It's just super awesome, man. Just a bunch of bros, broing out, having a great time. Drink as much beer as possible. All right. Well, what'd y'all take when y'all uh, got together this weekend? We actually talked about this, and uh, I thought I was about to whoop his ass one or two times, and he uh, told me that uh, he was a pretty big boy, and he'd probably uh, take me out back whoop my ass too. So we just agreed to call it a day, and we're taking Auburn minus 19.5 versus Whoa. <laughs> wow. That is some shit right there. It looks like Stone Cold might not want to be hanging out with you anymore. You, should, you just have a stroke before you gave that pick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I listened to one of my uh, good old buddies that uh, the old Auburn Insider texted in the day saying that this is the Stone Cold lock of the season. Okay. Was it Big Al throwing that info out to you? And I don't give any sources. But he did say that Gus had some uh, insider stuff, and he was trying to get Arkansas State to kind of throw the game because he needs to have a couple wins this season 
So I look to them, and I'm thinking they're just going to lay down. Those are big, big-time allegations, but you can't take anything away from them plainsmen down there. Boomer, what do you like? Is your stone call Steve Austin like of the week? Oh, man. Well, I am pulling an anti-Con Kaepernick this week because I am a patriot. I support I support our troops, and I'm going with the Navy midshipmen. Woo! Three and a half against a very, very shitty UConn team that barely pulled out against Maine. Navy, Yet, what was that? does have a football program. They don't just play cricket up there, boys. They are going to absolutely beat the shit out of UConn with their backup quarterback because you know what Navy does? They don't pass the football. So, really what, was not- that, what was that line again? I'm sorry, I missed you. Uh, the Navy midshipmen are going to punch UConn straight in the ball. Side. Right, but what's the line, big guy? Uh, it is Navy minus three and a half. Minus 3.5. I thought that's what you said. All right, just double checking. So Navy minus three and a half for Boomer. Auburn minus 19 and a half for Collier. And finally, I know we call this segment the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. Well, we might want to go ahead and rename this the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week of the Season of the century, of the millennium, of a lifetime. Call your bookie right now before this line moves and take the Kentucky Wildcats plus 17 traveling to Florida this weekend. I saw this on Monday or Tuesday and started salivating. Got in at it. I'm just blown away at this. So, Florida did win last week against UMass. They won by exactly 17 at home against Massachusetts. Kentucky did lose last week to Southern Miss. However, they were up 35-10 to 10 at half, and you have to think they kind of started shifting their focus a little bit to these Florida Gators, who they haven't beaten in the last 29 tries, I believe. So I'm loving, absolutely loving Kentucky, plus 17 this weekend in the Swamp. So those are our locks of the week. Next up, you know the drill last week. Hopefully we didn't lose too many of you because they tried to have some sweet new vault sound effects and uh, they were skipping out on us. So we're going to try those again right here. It's time for the vault. So hopefully that beautiful sound of the vault will reach it, its way to your ears tonight or Please, tomorrow. Uh, Steven Spielberg messed up the uh, THX system on that. That's what it was. It was uh, blaming on Spielberg, or in this case, uh, our boy Christopher Nolan. Either way, Boomer, rattle us off your vault real quick. Let's go. What you got this weekend? Oh, man, I got you. You should rename this right here, these five picks for the Stone Cold Vault. That's right, the vault inside Stone Cold's house. Okay. Right now, give me Texas Tech plus three versus Arizona State. Love Cliff Kingsbury. So damn hot. Not as hot as Baker Mayfield, but he is pretty damn hot in the state of Texas. Next, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. They got a new team. Coming in hot, plus six against the Green Bay Packers. Wait for it. That line's going to go up. Next, Western Kentucky, plus 30. Line's definitely going up because there's a hell of a lot of Bammer homers there. It's going to be one to gamble on their favorite team, sitting there, lazy boy, drinking a Bud Light. 
Hammer Western Kentucky plus 30. I actually love that pick. Boom, coming in hot with the blind dog bet of the week. Completely blind. Have not seen the Tennessee Titans play a single game this year. Absolutely love them. Think they got a chance to win the AFC South. They're going to be that surprise team in the beginning of the NFL season where everybody's like, what the hell just happened? And I black out and missed the first five weeks of the season. The Tennessee Titans are good now. Give me Tennessee plus two against the Minnesota no quarterback Vikings. And then pass me a Boilermaker. That's right. I'm going with the Purdue Boilermakers. Absolute new powerhouse, the powerhouse Big Ten Conference against Cincinnati at plus six. Okay, so Purdue plus six, the Titans plus two, Western Kentucky plus 30, Jacksonville Jaguars plus six. They're going to take it to the limit this year. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders plus three are Boomer's vault. Collier, what's your vault looking like this weekend, my man? Well, pretty uh, thin. I had a quite a dilemma here. Uh, had a uh, young thief break in and steal some of my picks. So I've got you two vault picks. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Somebody broke in your vault and took your picks now. Yep. Don't want to call any names out. All right. So I'm actually fading both of y'all. I'm taking my boys, the Jalen Hurts, minus 29.5, not minus 30, against Western Kentucky. There's no way in hell that team scores a touchdown. There's no way. They will outscore USC. No, they won't. And then uh, they probably will. And then uh, uh, stole this pick from you a minute ago, so I'm going to go Kentucky plus 17 at Florida. I'd had it written down already, so I get credit for that before you picked it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, because we all read your paper. And then I changed my blind squirrel pick of the week to the Helen Keller pick of the week, which it is South Alabama plus 13 versus Georgia Southern. Aggressive, aggressive there. South yeah. Alabama plus 13. So we ended up with uh, three vaults from Collier. You'll have to make those up later in the season. Uh so we can all be on a level playing field. So Alabama minus 29.5, Kentucky plus 17, and South Alabama plus 13. So let's uh, let's finish it up with my vault. Had a couple picks I liked. I really like that Texas Tech plus 3 pick that Boomer had. I will gamble on that in real life. <laughs> um, that's a good pick. And there's a couple. Actually, he had one more of mine in the vault. Already had it written down, just like Collier did. So hey, it's okay if you want to listen to the master this week. Not a big deal. Well, you know our boy Vinny had this one too. Uh, he hit on that a little bit too. So we'll we'll rattle through these real quick. Rice plus ten against Army. Army's never a favorite. When they are a favorite, they lose and or do not cover the number. They're at home, but I like Rice plus ten. Don't know much about either one of these teams except that neither one of them is good, and Army should never be a favorite. Rice plus ten. Next, Wake Forest traveling to Duke. The public likes Duke. Uh, they had the whole basketball school turn. We won some football games, so people start to like us now. Wake Forest plus six on the road is one of my vault picks there. Next up, California at San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State is a very good football team. I don't think Cal is that bad of a football team. So I'm going to take Cal to keep it within seven and a half on the road at San Diego State. Finally, for the college game. 
Uh, one of our buddies texted today and said the line was 30. I have not officially seen this. I don't give a shit what it is. Take Jacksonville State plus however many points your bookie will give you against LSU because they're going to keep that within the number if it's anywhere in the double digits. LSU, I don't give a shit what you hear about Brandon Harris in the offseason. Still could not throw the ball from me to my computer that I'm sitting at right now. It's about two feet away. Absolutely awful. Worst SEC quarterback I've seen since Brendan Avalos. I like Jacksonville State and however many points your bookie will give you there. Finally, let's wrap it up. One NFL game. I like to watch one week, and then we get the overreactionary picks next week. I'll also like the Titans plus two against the Vikings. Vikings are still reeling from losing their quarterback. Uh, the Titans will try everything they can to run it down their throat. Plus, you know the public's going to be absolutely smashing the Vikings here. So give me the Titans plus two. Final rundown, Rice plus ten. Wake plus six, California plus seven, Jacksonville State plus however many the hell number of points your bookie will give you, and the Tennessee Titans plus two. All about them underdogs this week. Lots of good picks, lots of good information. Again, shout out to Vinny Iyer at Vinny Iyer on Twitter from Sporting News for joining us to help us kick off our NFL football coverage. Boomer, what you got for us this weekend? I just uh, got a lot of winners trying to make up for last weekend, and I just want to offer a tidbit to the listeners out there. Stay wealthy, my friends. Okay, so were you the new most interesting man in the world? Well, in the contract is uh, is a clause where I can't actually officially say that until the Super Bowl, but uh, yes, I am. Okay, nobody heard it. Nobody heard that. Collier, what are you going to leave us with for the weekend? Yeah, I got uh, absolutely nothing to say. I'm excited for the weekend. Get down to T Town. Going to yeah, I'm going to drink a lot of water this weekend. We'll stay, uh, you know, hydrated. It's going to be a little hot out there. Make sure you stay inside. Keep your kids in there. You don't want kids running out the streets trying to get their balls because it went onto the streets. Saw this the other day. Almost hit a kid and killed him. I don't <laughs> want to kill a kid. You know, keep them inside. Don't let them go in the streets. I'm sick of. It. So keep your kids out of the street. That's what Collier wants to do. We want to make gambling great again here at the Deep Fry Bets podcast. Uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in. Spread the good word. We're all over the place. You know where to find us. Tune in tomorrow on Twitter. Uh, maybe, yeah, tomorrow. We'll get those uh, picks up so you can play along. 7-2-1. Impressive weekend last weekend from you folks on Twitter. So keep up the good work. Again, thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends about us, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Woo!